Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse the Plan is here. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast. I have a sermon today entitled, Why Isn't My Giving Working? The Four Types of Giving. Are you a faithful giver? Are you reaping the results God promises you? Now, let's face it. A lot of people give, but they don't receive the harvest. We're going to answer that today. And I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed. Call a friend, tell them to turn that television on and listen today. Because this sermon has literally touched millions of people. Four types of giving. Only four types in the Bible. And you have to keep those things in order because God's a God of order. So let's go in right now to the sermon, Why Is It My Giving Working? The Four Types of Giving. You're going to learn something today and you're going to be blessed. Watch. So if you got your Bibles, I want you to go with me. We're going to start this at Malachi chapter 3. You know where I'm going. And as you're turning to Malachi chapter 3, there are four types of giving in the Bible. Most people know them all, but get them all mixed up, and they change the way things are supposed to function. There is the tithe. I want you to listen to them. I'm going to teach this, and I'm going to try to teach it slow. There is the tithe. There is the first fruits. There is the alms. And there is the seed. Four types of giving in the Bible. Three of them go to God. One of them goes to man. Now write that down. Um, maybe one day I ought to start putting some of these points on that because I know sometimes they're kind of long on the screen one of these days. Maybe I'll get a chance to do that. Four types of giving. The tithe. The first fruits. The alms. And the seed. Now I'm gonna get ahead of myself just a little bit. Most people understand the alms. They struggle with the tide. They don't believe at all in the first fruits. <laughs> and they think the seed is a gamble, a shot in the dark. But when God places something in the scripture, one of my favorite verses that I have on this church. Psalms 89, 34, my covenant will I not break. Now watch this. Nor alter the things that go out of my lips. Title of my sermon today is why isn't my giving working? Why isn't that? Well, I'm going to get to that, but I got to first build this foundation. In Malachi chapter 3, Verse 8, it says, will a man rob God? I'd like to answer that. Yes. Because he figured God ain't coming to the house to arrest him. But remember this, that God always lets you make the choice. He has the power to arrest you. But he lets you make the choice. Will a man rob God? Yes. You have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? He says, in tithe and offerings. Now watch this. You are cursed with a curse. That's pretty strong. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. So he just wasn't talking to one person. The whole nation included the preachers. And the priests. And anybody working in ministry of that day. Then he gives us an instruction, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now, saith the Lord of hosts, 
if I will not open you the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Now, they were an agricultural community, and he, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast the fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts, and all nations shall call you blessed or empowered to prosper, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, what's the motivation for tithing? Write this down. Motivation for tithing is obedience. Write that down. I'm dealing with this morning, why isn't my giving working? Okay, here we go. The tithe, the motivation is simply obedience. Now, write this down. The tithe is the divine connector to the blessing. The tithe is the divine connector to the blessing. What blessing? Let me help you give you a chance to write that down. The tithe is a divine connector to the blessing. Well, what blessing is he talking about? I'm not talking about blessings, stuff. Something higher here. The blessing, the ability to get stuff. The tithe is a divine connector to the blessing. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. You can go look at it later. It says, Verse, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful, always producing. Multiply, always increasing. Replenish, fill and refill. You've heard me say this before. And subdue, control your environment, or your environment will control you. That's the blessing. That's what the tide connects with. The blessing was before the tithe. Okay? In other words, God gave you a harvest or the end result before the beginning. Then he instituted tithing in the Bible. In both testaments. Amen. Most people say it's an Old Testament concept. No. It's a Bible concept. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the tithe is a divine connected to the blessing. What blessing? Be fruitful, always producing, multiply, always increasing, replenish, fill and refill. And then it says subdue. Control your environment or, or your environment will control you. Watch this. Write this down if you can. Tithing is the way for recession or depression to bypass you. Tithing is the way for recession or depression to bypass you. Why? Because he says, bring all the tithers out to me and meet in mine house. Poon now he said, all the host not open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing. There shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will open up the windows of heaven. As long as the windows of heaven are open to you, I don't care what recession is, or depression is, it bypasses you. I am proof that that exists. Look at me. When in the recession, uh, they call it the Great Recession. I wasn't born to the Great Depression, but in the Great Recession, I was not affected at all. In fact, I was blessed. I did that because it connected me, my tithe connected me, and it caused me to bypass recession. Now, I was not born in the Great Depression. I may look like I was, but I'm not. 
That's, way, that's too far back there. That's in the, oh, 29 to 34, 35. But Brother Kenneth Copeland's father and mother, A.W. Copeland and Vanetta Copeland, on their marriage day, put tithing in their marriage vows. Now, that man's now in heaven, so is Sister Vanetta Copeland. Now, this is the straight words from the lips of Brother Kenneth Copeland. They just really blessed me. And they were in the Great Depression, all right? And yet, because they refused to break that covenant, Brother A.W. Copeland never went 24 hours without a job and a good paying job. So that open-winded heaven made him bypass the Great Depression, and he went home to be with the Lord, taking care of himself, had his own money and everything, and left money for his family. That's what the tithe does. It makes you bypass recession and depression. Oh, that's good. Write this down. Tithing holds God to his promise to rebuke the devourer for your sakes. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Tithing holds God to his promise to rebuke the devourer. What devourer? Well, the devourer that's trying to make your car break down, your washing machine break down, uh, your air condition, your house going down, or anything that he can do to make you spend money that you don't want to spend. In other words, things that come up when you least expect it. You know what I'm talking about. So I have, and I have, I'm proof of that in my first house, or this house when I moved here. I mean, the air conditioner man said, I would go slap broke. I can't believe how long your air conditioning unit lasted. I said, well, I'm a tither, and he kind of freaked out over that. I said, what it is, God rebuked the devourer for my sakes. So when people lost money, Jesse made money. Why? Not that I was better than them, but I was connected to the blessing. So I bypassed that. And that Malachi 3.10 and 3.11 holds God to that promise that the devourer wouldn't touch anything I have. You see, I'd rather have 90% be blessed of my money than 100% of it be cursed. He said, you're cursed. I'd rather have 90% be blessed than to have 100% be cursed. Well, I can't afford that. Well, you're going to get there. That's why you're here. That's why we're trying to help you. First thing, you've limited yourself of what you can afford. You didn't have to ask God about that. He ain't interested in what you can afford. It's what he affords. Or you'll wind up with a Ford. <laughs> Just got that revelation there. Glory to God. <laughs> All right? That's the first. I'm going to go over this, then I'm going to dig it. In. Number two, the next way of giving is the first fruits. What is the motivation for first fruit? The motivation for first fruits is generosity. Write it down. The motivation for first fruits is generosity. Write it down. And go with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. I want to read verse 9 and 10. Motivation, uh, the, first, uh, the, the motivation for first fruits is generosity. Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10. 
You don't have to turn to it. You can go to it later. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. All. Why? So your, thy barns be filled with plenty. Everybody say plenty. And thy vats of precious shall burst out with new wine. This is the first fruit offering. Now, why does God want us to give first fruits? Remember this now. This is being given to God. Write this down. First fruits shows God you're not in love with money. That's why he trusts you with it. First fruits shows God you're not in love with money. That's why he trusts you with it. Meaning this, if you get a raise of $50, all right? They gave you a raise of 50 bucks on your check. That whole 50 should be given to the work of the Lord. Oh, no, but I need that money. Well, you've been living without it for a long, long time. I'm pretty sure you can live without it one more paycheck. Remember, you were living without it, right? Now, that shows God, his, I just blessed him. And you know what? He's generous. Instead of go buy something, you, and you only do this once. This is not every time. And then they enjoy your raise the rest of your life. It shows God that you don't love money. That you love him. That's generous. You're motivated by generosity. You, you, do you get that? And that simply means that he can trust you with it, which means he's going to give you more. Amen. All right? Write this down. First fruit shows your gratitude to God for the extra blessing he has bestowed upon you. So in other words, it shows God that you don't love. And the second time, he sh it shows gratitude. Let me say it again. First fruits show your gratitude to God for the extra blessing he has bestowed on you. See, so in other words, this is given to God. These are four types of, uh, of offerings and givings to the Lord. So he said, Lord, I mean, I ain't had it before, so I can wait one more paycheck before I can start blowing it or doing what I want with it. And he goes, you mean you would think of me? That's why they call it first fruits. He said, because you have done that, and you have honored me with all thy substance. I'm going to keep your house full of groceries. Your car full of gas. Your children fully clothed with uh, good clothes. You know, uh, brand name clothes. And while they're wearing it, just like it was renewed in the Israel in the desert, it's going to bust out with new wine. They're going to get some more and so are you. Another words, girl, you ain't going to never have a shopping spree like you have once you understand first fruits. Now, God gives you a choice on first fruit, bring it to the house or bring it. Look, now nah, this is where you're going to get mad. Or bring it to the priest. <laughs> I lost you right there. I <laughs> Go read it. There is approximately, no, that's not approximately, it is a fact. There are at least 31 references concerning first fruits in the Bible. 31 of them.
people say, well, that's an old covenant thing. Not according to Romans 11, verse 16. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to say this. Let me, let, let me say this. First, God shows that you, he trusts you, that you don't love money. So he trusts you with money. He shows that your gratitude when you give first fruits for the extra blessing. Write this down. First fruits is an expression of your love for his word. And as I just said, it is only done once. It's only done once. In other words, you, you get a $50 a month raise at, at one time, and then you got 11 months of just enjoying whatever, or whatever the raise is. Okay? I remember that, okay? It's an expression also of love for his word. And it's only done once. Why? Because he's not looking to get your raise. He's wanting to raise you more. Okay, write this down. First fruits is in the New Testament, and there are 31 references to first fruits in the entire Bible. 31 of them. And I've had some people say, now, brother, that first fruit stuff not in the New Testament. Well, can I read it to you? Romans chapter 11. That's in the New Testament, isn't it? Is that the, it wrote by the Apostle Paul? Romans chapter 11, verse. In this way, you can tell somebody if they have a question in verse 16. I think Romans chapter 11, verse 16, we get to it. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. See, we're the branches. This is in the New Testament. Read it again, Romans eleven sixteen. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. See what I'm saying? So it's, it's coming over. That's what God wants to do. Now, I'm just giving you this. I'm setting this foundation. This is so powerful. God wants you blessed in every area of your life. That's why he gave us these principles in his word. You know, I love 3 John 2. Let me tell you why. Because I asked the Lord, told me, he said, you know what's my favorite scripture I wrote in the Bible? And I thought, no, what? He said, 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Don't that sound like a father? It really does. I just want my children to be blessed in the city, in the field, going in, going out. That's what I love about God Almighty. And it's more than finance. It's spiritual. It's physical. It's financial. It's a blessing of the Lord. I hope you're enjoying this today. I have a question that came to me from a viewer. Her name was June. She asked this, where do you give your tithes when you are in between churches? Great question, June. Well, give it to wherever the Lord leads you to do that. It's his money, so he can tell you where to send it. Don't you think so? I mean, I just really believe that. <laughs> you know, I don't know why people struggle. You know, I mean, I've learned something about God. He knows what to do with what belongs to him, and I believe that. Here's another question that came from a lady named Sarah. She says, my husband works in the oil field industry. He's still working, but his hours have been cut to 80 hours a month. We've had to borrow against his 401k. Should we tie 10% from this? Well, I don't think so, Sarah, because when you put your 401k in there, what happens is you probably already did your tithe on that anyway while he was working. You let the Lord guide you and direct you. I'm telling you one thing. He's not going to steer you wrong, and God will bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Here's another question that I'd like to answer from a man named Hank. He asked this. Do the laws of giving apply the same way for those on government assistance, disability, or social security? Great, great 
question. Well, all your life, you, 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 you know, you paid Social Security. You probably paid tithe on everything there. I leave that to you and God. That's not, I, I really think you've already paid tithe on it, to tell you the truth, you know, or given tithe. It's just such a blessing of the Lord. I mean, I don't struggle with all this kind of stuff that a lot of ministers struggle. I love to give. I love tithing. Some people say, I don't believe in tithing because it's under the law. Well, in Malachi 3, it says, uh, how have you robbed me in tithe and offerings? Well, if tithing's under the law, so is offerings. Think about that. Now, you hear you, people that say that you don't have to tithe, they won't tell you to stop giving an offering. Well, if that's under the law, so is the offering. Tithe and offerings. Come on. Why don't you just be a blessing to God and God will be a blessing to you? I've learned something about the Lord. He will show you what to do. Are you a tither, Brother Jesse? Yes. I tithe on everything I've got, and I mean, it's just such a blessing, and I'm a giver, and that's why I'm a blessed man. Look at me. I am a blessed man, and I want you to be blessed too. Stay right there. We've got some exciting things happening here at Jesse the Plants Ministries. We're going to show you some things, and I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word. I hope you're enjoying this. Watch this today. Of that. That's the words of Jesus. See, Jesse Plans Ministries has one driving passion, one thing we ask in Jesus' name to be empowered and equipped above and beyond to effectively share God's message of salvation with the entire world. We want everyone to have an opportunity to know the real Jesus, approachable, personable, compassionate, and full of joy. That's the truth that we put on full display and invite countless others to know for themselves. We know he'll do everything and more. Why? Because we believe it, leading us to do the impossible for his glory. God called me to go. He said, go ye and I go. And sent people to link up in faith with the vision. That's you sending me to do the work. We are running further and faster than ever, infused with supernatural energy, shining the light of the gospel, seizing every divine opportunity. We're advancing and cutting through barriers to reach people right where they are. shall I do for thee? Ask God for something unbelievable, something impossible. And you know what God will do? He'll walk off that throne and go get that thing for you. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time.
In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I Never Learned to Doubt, it's my new book. Get it today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our October offer, and I hope I never stop offering this book. It's entitled, I Never Learned to Doubt. I know nothing about doubt. Do you realize that doubt is mental anemia? The doubt can make, make the principles of giving not work. This book will build your faith to stand on God's word. If you want to get your copy, all you got to do is go to JDM.org. I'm going to tell you something. Doubt is a form of atheism. When you doubt God's word, you doubt that he exists. The Bible says in St. John 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was with God. Get this. I'm telling you, it will help every generation because you should never know anything about doubt. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited, me and Kathy, especially about our Spanish-speaking community. We are reaching the community of Spanish-speaking people. We launched our Spanish outreach over a year ago. Look, listen to this. Since then, 1.4 million people have contacted us and been blessed by that. Isn't that a blessing of God? Our messages and online programs are continually being translated into Spanish. They're available on our YouTube channel and on our free JDM app. Also, our Voice of the Covenant magazine is translated into Spanish and is available at jdm.org. Partners, I couldn't do this without you. Thank you for your faithful financial support. Our Spanish outreach is possible because of our partners, and that's what it's all about. We're reaching people. We're changing lives one soul at a time. I love to get to the point where I can translate in every language on the earth. Well, that's for another time in the day, but I tell you what, I can believe, and God's word is so true. Thank you for being so courteous and kind to us in 47 years of preaching this glorious gospel. We've never had a financial deficit because you partners helped me. But me and Kathy don't ask you to do something that we don't do. We are faithful financial partners to this ministry also. You might say, well, you're giving to yourself. No, I'm not. All you got to do is ask the IRS about that. There's Jesse Duplantis and there's Jesse Duplantis ministry. And it's totally two different entities. So thank you for helping me today. I believe in God for my $20 million donor. God said you got a $20 million donor. Why? Because I got a $20 million project. Just that simple. I mean, you know, I, I, mean, I don't make money on any of this. I'm just preaching this gospel literally all over the world. Thank you, partners. Now, don't miss next week of why is it my giving working, for the four types of giving, part two. You will be blessed. Until then, Jesse saying I love you. Bye-bye. Our October partner offer is a sermon entitled Quit Believing, for what you don't want. Find out how you can change the world's report about you by believing God's report. If you're going to believe something, believe for the things you do want, not what you don't want. This message is going to set you free. Well, how do I get it, Brother Jesse? Very simple. Go to our website to jdm.org to get it today. It will bless you and minister to you. Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. Order your copy today at jdm.org. 
99% of all giving usually is done in alms giving. That's why they say prosperity doesn't work. I have let God that 36, 104 stuff. Right, it doesn't work on the arms. It works on the seed. You mix something up. So you get back dollar for dollar and you think, my day, well, I don't believe that prosperity stuff. You see how that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. He explicitly tells you, keep your mouth shut when you bless the poor. 